0: There you have it. Welcome to another edition of the Sideline Junkies Podcast Network presents the DC Sports Rundown. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG and I'm joined by none other than the man that keeps the building lights on, keeps the rent paid, the boss BJ. Hey man, that's the uh, 96.3 voice. That ain't the Sideline Junkie
1: Podcast Network.
0: Hey, look, I, I'm trying to hit double duty. It's after seven o'clock, so you know that's that magic 102.3 magic after dark. And we got the Midnight Rider, now, none other than the Midnight Rider, the man that keeps uh Fan Duel in business. <laughs>
2: <laughs> FanDuel, now, DraftKings, baby.
0: Well, let me let me just put it out there how much money you win this weekend.
2: Uh, oh, can't oh, we, under,
0: okay, we can't disclose that. I knew it was coming. So uh expect us to have new t-shirts. We got <laughs> new Corvettes coming. Everybody he he just said pick a color. That's all he said, pick a color. So, um, uh, first and foremost, no, I don't
1: I don't want mine if it's big red style. I don't want mine.
0: <laughs> I'm surprised you got that. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I didn't think anybody was gonna get that. So First and foremost like we do every night, every show. How y'all feeling tonight?
1: Man, sick under the weather, trying to fight this. Trying to fight this COVID bug, but bug, but I'm I'm well right now. So, uh, we we'll just keep it that way. No, well, I'm doing good too. Um
2: just chilling man. Um trying to avoid the COVID bug cuz it seems like it's going around. I know one of my coworkers just got it. She just found out like after work. So Damn. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I'm I'm trying to avoid it like the plague my damn self. So um we're gonna circle back on a topic that we talked about yesterday morning. And the boss BJ didn't really get to get in and get his uh his point of view, and a lot of more has come out about this topic and that topic is even though this is a dc sports rundown it's a former redskin so we're talking about deon sanders going to colorado um boss bj i'm gonna give it to you uh first so you can get your things off and say what you need to say because uh i got some new things to say about some backlash but i'll go last so i'll let you have the floor take it away
1: I, first of all, I want to say a big congratulations to Coach Brown. Um, you know, we talk about the business of sports all the time and the players, you know, how we feel emotionally about, you know, our hometown players and stuff. At the end of the day, you have to do what's right for you as a businessman and your coaching future, your plan future, whatever you feel is right. That's what you have to Deion Sanders is no, no stranger to fame and success and everything else. With that being said, the backlash he's getting, and, and I and I, you know, I, I can understand some points of views people are making. Um, but it's not up to Deion Sanders. It's not up to Coach Prime to save HBCUs. Um, with his status and stuff, leaving Jackson State. That probably would have been one of the only people that could have brought three, four, five-star recruits to Jackson State, build them up into a powerhouse. Um, you know, just you don't get that type of coaching star power. Let me just say star power. You don't get that type of star power coming through the HBCU ranks that often. And, and and I get what Coach Prime is doing. It's time to move on. He's built something up. And I I like what he said about leaving a blueprint, but unless you get somebody else with the star power of Deion Sanders, coach Sanders, I don't want to disrespect his name at all. That blueprint is just going to sit there until the next guy comes in that can pull three, four, five-star recruits to HBCU. And, you know, it is what it is. Like I said, it's not on coach prime to save HBCUs. It's, it's, It's a... It's a long-standing issue that dates back way back when, before I was born. Um, and that's a topic for a whole nother show. But I just want to say congratulations to him. Everybody's entitled to their opinion and their point of view. And I'm and I'm trying to be, you know, observant. I'm trying to listen to everybody's and just understand everybody's angle. Um me personally, selfishly, I would like to see him build Jackson State where they could compete with, you know. The, the 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 division one powerhouses they weren't there yet. He said it himself, but I think a couple more seasons of recruiting with him there, they could have got there. That's that's all I got.
0: Midnight Rider. There you go. Uh oh. There go.
2: you go. Yeah. Um. Sorry about that noise. I think we had a nice little police cargo pass um, or two. Uh, in terms of Coach Prime, I think it's a great opportunity for him. I like the fact that he's taking this, this opportunity and I hope he uses it, the platform to get some kids in there and actually show them that he can coach. Um, I want to see him. I'm glad he went to Colorado and not somewhere established because now he can make his own footprint, um, his own, his own destination. I think that's what he said. He said, "Coach Prime is not about the location. It's all about the destination. And whatever his destination is, that's what I'm. I'm. I'm I want to see. I want to see his son on a bigger platform. Maybe he gets some looks. Uh, maybe he get some other kids some looks that probably may not get a normal look. So, because he's starting a program from the ground up. Because that's how I see this is starting from the ground up. And
1: that's about it for me." Yes, yes. I, I do I do got one more thing to say I think and me me and the big guy talked about this early I think that's one of my fears for him if for some reason I, I, I don't think it will I really think that he's going to go to Colorado and he's going to hit some grand slams it's going to take a couple of years to rebuild I believe they, they're coming off 1 and 11 right that's that's not that's not a turnaround in a year now he you know he has his son coming to play quarterback um you know, and, and a couple of other people coming with him, but you got to change the whole culture of that. You know, um, so that's going to take a few seasons. But I, I would hate to see him go there, and for whatever reason, it doesn't work out, and they just point to, well, see, we can't even take him serious at Jackson State what he did there because he couldn't compete on this level. And I, I think that's, I, I think I speak, you know, and I, and I, I, I speak as a black man when I say that because. That's that's the 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 that's the leash we're given, you know. When we fail at the next level, oh, he must not have been that good anyway. He wasn't doing this. He wasn't doing that. That's what I'm afraid of. But I I don't think that's gonna happen with Coach Prime, man. If you listen to the, I had to listen to that 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 speech he gave the 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 team a couple of times just to get the tone right, because I didn't like the tone the first time he came. I came back and watched it a couple of times, and it's like. You gotta realize who he's talking to. He's talking to a one in eleven team, like y'all. Yeah, nah, y'all got first class facilities. He's he's walking into Colorado. They got way better stuff than he did at Jackson State, and y'all one and eleven. Nah, oh, we gonna turn some heads here. And, and if you you can't stomach what I'm saying, leave. Hit that transfer portal, cause I you know he, like you said he got he got his luggage coming with him and it's Louis, <laughs> you know so. Hey man, I I think that's the only thing I worry about, but I I really don't think that's going
0: to happen. Now, see that that that's the the worry that I had yesterday morning. It wasn't about him leaving Jackson State. It was worried about if if not when if he has one misstep, he fails. Is it going to be it, and they're going to you know run him out of town because that happens an awful lot. Um, this Colorado team, as the boss BJ said, one and eleven. 128 out of 131. Uh, one and eight in the conference. They had two coaches last season. Uh, Carl Durrell was 0 and 5, Mike Sanford was 1 and 6. They only scored 185 points, so that's 15.4 points a game. That's 127th out of 131. They gave up 534 points, so they were getting outscored 44 and a half to 15.4. If Deion Sanders does not come in and change this around, he can go on three and eight and they can have a better season than they had this season. It's time time. And the backlash is coming from people on the internet, you know, opinions like assholes. Everybody has one. The backlash that's coming is, well, why would he leave at HBCU? And I thought about that. I said, why would he do that? But Shannon Sharp said something that was really, really good. You can't expect him to be the next Eddie Robbins You can't expect him to stay at Jackson State for 50 years. There'll never be another coach Eddie Robinson. Never, never be another great Eddie Robinson. Even his, Even son. his son won't be that good. Then, you know, you have people attacking shannon sharp because he said if he didn't go to and if he didn't uh, hbcu wasn't his first choice and if you didn't grow up in that era a lot of us that grew up in the 80s the 70s the 90s all that we didn't think hbu when you played sports because you wanted the exposure Dion brung the exposure to hbcus now you still have to look at that now you of course you had the bayou classic between grambling and southern and i spoke on this yesterday you had that And you saw them one time a year. That's the only time you saw HBCU was was the Bayou Classic. You didn't see nothing else. We got an HBCU in our backyard here in the DMV in Howard. How often do we see them on TV? You can tell me that. Uh, Any sport, how often do you see Howard on TV? And they're in the backyard. They have their own channel. Now in the 90s during the Jay Walker era and they went undefeated. I think that was 91, 92 when they went undefeated, we saw them a lot because they were doing good, but outside of that, we didn't see them. So, you didn't think HBCU when you thought sports, you thought HBCU for education, not sports. So, for people to jump down uh Shannon Sharp's throat about a misunderstanding what you're misunderstanding, what he's saying, you didn't grow up in that era. And he said, I would, if I had a chance to change and go to a D1 school at the time, I wouldn't do it because those guys that I met. That that first class of '86, those guys that I met can't replace them. One of my closest friends was in that school. I wouldn't have m- never met him if I'd have went anywhere else. I'm I feel that. I feel what Shannon's saying. As far as Dion goes, if you don't like the move with Dion Sanders, go to your bank account and see how much money you lost with Dion Sanders moving from Jackson State to Colorado State. I mean, I'm Colorado. If you didn't lose any money, you shouldn't have a problem with it. If you lost a bet, that was a dumb bet on you. But I, I, outside of that, that hit, what he does for his family, for his financial situation, for his legacy, his career, does not affect you. It shouldn't be anything said that makes you think that you're relevant enough to influence his decision because you're mad. What are you going to stop watching? You, you probably ain't never watched the Colorado game. You probably ain't never watched the Jackson State game. So I'm not seeing where the correlation is where you 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 doing anything, but I digress because I feel myself getting ready to go over the over the limit. So anyhow, we will keep an eye on that. And of course we will we will touch on it as much as we possibly can because like we always say we want to see Coach Prime do his damn thing. And he showed what he could do, and now this is a bigger stage, and hey, the midnight rider said it. Shadoa Sanders should have been at least in the Heisman talk, at least in the Heisman talk. But maybe the stage wasn't big enough. Now the stage is big enough. He has a great season this season coming up. What's going to be the excuse then? So next topic, the Washington Commanders tie. It's not a win. It's not a loss. So we can still do it. Left hand up. Who are we? The Commanders, nah, we escaped out of the Meadowlands with a tie. Uh, wasn't the greatest. Um, before we hit the stats, I'm, I'm gonna throw it to the boss BJ because I know he was. I, I think he was in on this game. So, uh, boss BJ, you take it first. Midnight Rider, you take it. I'll finish it up.
1: Well, couple points. <clears throat> if I'm if I'm the if I'm Jack Del Rio. And I'm not Jack, they're real. I'm the boss. But I'm blitzing the bananas out of Daniel Jones all game because I don't respect him as a passer. You're going to have to run for 170 yards to beat me. I just think that a quarterback of that caliber, they, and they, they don't get me wrong, Brian Dable, they're using them, you know how how they need to use it, with his legs and stuff. But you won't beat me with your arm I'm, I'm gonna take that facet away from the Giants offense passing i'm bringing seven eight sometimes you're gonna have to beat me with your arm and then i in in, in doing that i want to see you outrun these nickelbacks that i'm and dime backs I'm bringing in with your legs and you he shook he shook some of the d line yesterday and and it took care of that but i want to see you do that with the nickel and back Um, I'm trying to think. Um, KG, take it away. I lost my train of thought.
0: All
2: right, I throw it over to the Midnight Rider. All right, so first and foremost, I thought yesterday, um, BJ's favorite player, Daron Payne, had a great game, two sacks, getting them eight and a half sacks on the season. Um, I mean, I know that's probably what BJ was going to get to, and he just lost his train of thought because he was excited for his favorite player. Um, should be in the Pro Bowl. Yesterday's game just showed me that we don't have the quarterback. You don't have the guy. You're going to be okay getting by, but you can't. You can't major in this next this offseason. season. Um, the running game is fine. I don't mind pounding the rock. I just don't see this quarterback giving you enough opportunities. And I felt like in overtime. The, the, the offensive coordinator even felt like it. And I think that's why you had the screen on the third down, the third and 11. That's why you had a couple of the draw plays because they were scared. This kid was going to throw the ball the game away. So they got a little ultra conservative. So that's just what I saw yesterday. And congratulations BJ.
1: Hey, thank you for, thank you for drawing my memory. That's the COVID blocking my brain cells. The offense Okay, look, I know everybody, I know what Taylor Heineke's limitations are. But I still feel like Scott Turner is still not calling a game for Taylor Heineke. If you play conservative, you play, look, you're leaving bullets in the gun. All right? And, and yet you tie, and, and wins are important in the division. And ties is an important, too, because you don't lose, you tie. And they got to play again in two weeks under the lights, um, and you know, and, and decide. Hopefully, the commanders can come out with a victory. I don't. I still don't like what they're running for Taylor I think it can still be fine-tuned. I don't care that he can't throw a deep ball. It's been it's been plenty of quarterbacks that have been successful in this league not throwing a deep ball. We're not we're not talking about throwing a deep ball every game. All right, all right. So that means you need to fine-tune your medium and short passing. You need to. The screen, the, the the wide receiver screens they ran was so sloppy yesterday. So, so it, it was like almost, oh, this is wide receiver screen. When they come into the line, you could tell It's, it's no is no nothing. It's no in the rounds, it's not it's no tight end screen, something different. They are so predictable in what they're doing. That's not Taylor Heineke's fault. That is Scott Turner's fault. If you're going to turn him loose, he's a gunslinger. He's a risk taker. Turn him loose. Let him take risks. Okay? Because when when he throws into triple coverage for, for Curtis Samuel or McLaurin, I, I, that, that, that's a replay and a highlight on the win. They don't say, oh, man, you know, that was a risky throw and, and he shouldn't have done that. We're not going to show that. They show it 100 times. If that's who you believe in, that's who the team rallies around. You have to let him play his game, and you have to use him with his legs like the Giants use Daniel Jones. I don't understand what Scott Turner is doing upstairs. Daniel Jones runs his ass off against the Burgundy and goal. Taylor like Heineke has the legs. We see it in Philadelphia. We see it in Chicago. We see it in Buffalo. We see it in limited action in Kansas City, and he's not a runner. So if if he can run you open up the offense when he runs. Drew more plays so he can run the ball. You run him a couple times, you get that threat, you throw three or four wide out, make them man up or do zone. If they man up and they turn their back, hey, take off, go get that 15 20 yards. If they're in zone then you 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 pick them apart because in zone they still have to worry about him running. They're still going to have to probably have a man spying, just like they do with all the other running quarterbacks. They are leaving stuff on the table on offense, and that's we've been talking about that since last season with with Heineke. They're leaving They're they're slimming down the book. It's not the Al Saunders nine hundred page playbook. It's Scott Turner is three hundred and fifty pages, but he's only he's only using sixty. Like you got to open, you got to use the kid. For what he's good at, run the football with him. Do some RPOs. Do some design draws. He 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 can do. I I know what his limitations are with his arm, but he, they're leaving stuff on the table. And I just like, when is it going to change? Like every I I I I I I don't know. take take, take it away. Y'all take it. I, I don't know.
0: Well, I want to say this real quick. And I had I had to show this because the Midnight Rider said it. The balls BJ's favorite player balled out yesterday. And there it is. 94 been balling. He called it yesterday. 94 been balling. And I, I made sure I screenshot that and I got that. You see the graphic. So there, there, there it is. There's the graphic. Uh something else that was said yesterday. And this is said by the Midnight Rider. There's another graphic for you. It, it, it's crazy because these teams were evenly matched. We didn't change anything. And, and I don't know if they were filling out uh, the Giants yesterday. They knew we were going to run on first down. They knew we were going to r- go run heavy. And Brian Robbins had 21 carries, 96 yards. Uh, Antonio Gibson, 9 for 39. Uh, Taylor Heineke was 27 to 41, 275, and two touchdowns. Scary Terry eight for one Oh five and a touchdown. Curtis Samuel six for 63. Uh, Jahan Dotson five catches 54 yards in the touchdown. Defensively, even without Cole Holcomb, who we will lose for the rest of the season to foot surgery and possibly lose him in free agency, which I'm hoping that we do not, uh, even without Cole Holcomb defense still played Well, they came up with some key stops, um, did some things, uh, Joey Sly finally missed a field goal. He was two or three yesterday. Uh Tressway six punts, two sixty-five. Four of them dropped inside the twenty. Like that—that that has to be told because he flipped the field very beast. well. Yeah, he's a beast. Now on the flip side, Daniel Jones twenty-five or thirty-one. This dude didn't have an incompletion until the fourth quarter. Last drive in the fourth quarter, he had three incompletions in a row. Before that, he had an incompletion where he spiked the ball at halftime. Daniel Jones Man, can't be <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Jones can't be allowed to be like this, and he's only like this. He only if he played Washington fifteen times a year, he'd be a Hall of Fame quarterback right now. Twenty-five or thirty-one, two hundred yards in the touchdown. He had twelve carries, seventy-one yards. He led the team in rushing yesterday. Saquon Barkley, 18 for 63. They bottled him up in a touchdown. Uh, Cannot play like this in two weeks, and they flexed this game to Sunday night. We cannot play this. So everything that you've been doing, take it out of the playbook, switch it up. Still go run heavy, but don't run on first down. Right then and there, I'm talking about come out the game, get the ball first, they think, oh yeah, they get ready to run it down our throat. And they're putting seven, eight, nine in the box. Right then there, play action over the top. You gotta, you gotta make them respect it. Even if it's incomplete, make them respect it. <sighs> I wanted to say, you know, a tie is like it, it, uh, it's always the giants. And it's all it always comes back to bite us in the ass. And the history has shown that. And what was that? That was 90. Was that 98? No, that wasn't 98. I think it was 98. We tied with the Giants. Gus Fry hit his head at FedEx. Okay, that was 98. That tie right there knocked us out of the playoffs that year. Nobody else knocked us out. If we would have won that game, that tie knocked us out of the playoffs. I don't want that to happen this year. You know, and this is a pretty damn good team. And you know, we on everybody's radar right now. Take this bye week, put in the game plan, watch the game, see what they do next week. Hopefully the Giants lose next week. I'm not I'm not even sure who they have. Let me let me find out. Philadelphia. Oh, yes, hopefully they lose next week. They got Philly, then they got us again. And then hopefully they lose to Philly, lose to us. The Giants, the Colts, and the Eagles again. And they lose, they drop the next one, two, three, four, five games.
2: Hopefully they drop the next five. I'm hoping. Yeah, you guys kept saying something, and and I don't know. I don't see certain things that you guys see, especially when it comes to Haneke. I don't see a great runner. I see a guy that can do it in a jam. So I don't want to see him do too much RPO because his history has shown that he doesn't stay healthy. He's done so the last two years, but I think that's also because they've kind of tamed him a little bit in terms of running down the field uh the second thing is in that in the midst of that 21 for what was it 42 or 21 for 34
0: hold on i got you i got you it's 21 uh 21 for
2: 27 to
0: 41 i'm sorry
2: 27 to 41 inside that 14 there's a couple throws that just if he can just get the ball hit the man in stride i think i think his offensive coordinator is falling victim to his misses at times, and then makes it, – it, It's almost like we criticize the OC sometimes. I'm not saying he's doing a good job, but I'm just saying he, he we criticize him sometimes, and I don't think it's always him. I think it's the execution. That's all.
0: When yes, it comes I, down I, to, oh, go ahead, B. I,
1: I agree. No, I agree 100. And that's why I was saying. And some of them, some of them plays, you could tell what they were doing. You know, oh screen pass to Samuel, here it comes. And then it's a tackle for a loss or no gain. Um, and then yes, Heineke had some really bad throws, some stuff sailed on him. And and I'm not saying run him every play. I'm saying the threat of him running would open up the offense a lot more. So guys with, on passing downs for the commanders, they're just sitting in the lanes because they it's no threat of him going anywhere. So they, they don't respect it with Daniel Jones. Yeah, You have to respect it because he's he's killing y'all. He's killing the commanders. You know, you know. with Josh Allen, you have to respect it. Somebody has to turn around eventually and let this, and, and, and keep eyes on this dude. But with Heineke, it's no threat because they don't do it. it. It's not a, I'm not saying 40% of the, the playbook needs to be RPL. No, that's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I say every now and again, sprinkle some habanero salt on the steak. And when they take a bite, you're like damn, oh, okay, 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 all right. And now your corners, instead of staying with now, because all your corners are doing for the Giants, like all, all, I gotta do is focus on McLaurin, Hot Dotson, and uh, Samuel. I don't have to turn around because he's not running. The minute he runs past them, now you just you put that little millimeter of doubt in their head, where now you might have a bigger window. Because he, he ran past me last time when I'm talking about Heineke on a play, a desired run or a draw or something. You, now you freeze the linebackers a little bit with, with a fake handoff to Gibson or Brian Robinson, and them two dudes are doing excellent. But when they know what you're doing, it, if it's a running down and they know they're giving the right, Robert, that it tells you how good Robinson and, and Gibson are. They're still getting yardage, and they're sitting on these runs. They're okay, we're guessing run, we're right, you know, and these guys are still getting, you know, the, the yards they're getting. If you just sprinkle just a little bit of Heineke running, just a little bit, the threat of him running would open up them passing lanes. And I think he does play a little tense because you see a lot of passes sail that it, it was – um I can't remember the play, but I think he had somebody on the – down towards the end zone on the left side open, going towards the end zone. He sailed that pass. That would have been at least a completion down in the uh, in the five or something. So it's just so many things. Like I said, it's not – I don't want to seem like I'm blaming everything on Scott Turner, but a good OC, a good head coach, you tweak and fix your problem. Even if it's still a problem, you get to hide it a little bit so that it's not a sore – it doesn't stick out like a sore thumb, right?
0: You're supposed to. And here's something, and I'm not I'm not ragging on Scott Turner either. And I, I, I'll I'll leave on this one, red zone. You have a dog, and I've been calling for this man to be on the field entirely a lot more, especially in the red zone, and that's Cam Sims, Cam Sims, Logan Thomas, even Terry McLaurin or Jahan Doss, whoever you want to put out there with him. Give me a trips left with them out there and let them have an option route. Confuse the defense. You got two big guys out there. Somebody can break free across the middle. That's an easy touchdown. They're going to walk in. Use what you have. We haven't had really, really big receivers in quite some time. And we we had some, but they just didn't pan out. The Malcolm Kellys, the Devin Thomas. We Look at what we did with Jordan Reed and limited action you know him dealing with concussions when he was on the field he was the dog but you gotta use what you got to get what you want and what we want is a win and they're not doing it start bringing these guys in you know you you got gibson sometimes they'll have gibson split out wide and they wind up bringing them back into the to 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 the backfield to block but i want to see gibson spread out wide I want to see him catch something, a quick slant across the middle, and I know he can break free and go. You know, let him do what he knows how to do. It's just, I, I'm i am hoping that this was just a feeling out process. They're like, hey, if we can walk out of here with a tie, we're good. We walk out of here with a win, we're better. But we're not walking out with a loss. And hopefully in two weeks, we see a different team and we shock the world. That's all I'm saying.
1: I got one more thing, and I would love to hear you you two guys chime in on this. Why on short situations when the commanders are on defense, why why are they Josh Norman? Why are they playing 10 yards back and it's 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 three yards to go, seven yards to go? Like they do it, they they've done it every game. They sometimes they be even further back than that. Um I can't remember what game it was, but it—I think it was Curl, the safety. Uh, I, I don't remember what game it was. I'm going to find the game and I'm going to send you the clip. It was a—it was like a short yardage situation, and he—he he was responsible for—I don't know if it's the tight end or the slot receiver—and he was like 15 yards back. And guess who they threw it to? <laughs> I don't understand when I'm watching the defense. I don't understand. Like you're giving them the quick option. Like why? I, I don't. I don't get that.
2: I think it's mostly because they play a lot of thirds. Um. So you can't really get. You don't want to be too close if you if you got deep third responsibility. That's my guess. That's my assumption. I'm gonna make. I'm um, gonna give them some benefit of the doubt because I don't. It doesn't make sense to me either. It's a lot of things we do. Um. And a lot of way corners play that I don't understand. Um, I just don't get certain certain alignments and how you. I don't know. It's just there's a lot of bail technique. It's a lot of stuff that um, annoys me when I come to watching corners play. So. And we do all those things. So.
0: I, I agree with you. And as a former corner myself. Um, to see if it's third and two and there's a possibility of a pass we were always taught to come up and at least jam them, throw off the timing of the play and give the defensive line, at least a little bit more time to get to the quarterback, just a little bit, just a little bit, but (sighs) we don't do it. We don't do none of that. And it's like, they're relying on things that we don't have, the skill set that we don't have. So, and I don't like playing thirds, like, My number one receiver, I'm sorry, my number one corner should be covering the number one receiver. If he goes to go get some Gatorade, you can tell him what flavor it is before you even get it. You know, that's what I was always taught. That's how I was taught to play the game. If you're the best on defense, you're the best corner on defense, you're supposed to cover the best receiver. Not, oh, I'm a left corner. I only play the left side. I'm not dealing with that. And it's a lot of that that goes on in the league, period. And I don't like it, but that's me. I'm just an old man spouting off what I don't like. So, well, final thoughts before we get up out of here. Um, we said 20, we up, we are up against 35. So <laughs> at least we ain't doing overtime, but final thoughts before we get out of here.
2: Um, My final thoughts is Trey Turner goes to the Phillies. 11 years, 300 million. Um, just... I don't know, man. It's just going. It's another player that we had. And I know you said we don't keep talent, but I just find it amazing that the two guys that we let go out of here, I know I had a number um, that I thought they should sign them for. And both of those guys either doubled the number that I had, or I think in Trey Turner's case, he, he, what, 300? So that's 200 million more than I thought he should have gotten. And yeah. It's, it's, it's sad to see. Um, I would love to see this team become active in some way, shape, or form and stop giving, giving me, um, what's the kid's name, Jama- German Lynn Candelero, who I don't even know. I had to look it up to figure out who the heck he was. Uh, it felt like, uh, what's that movie? It felt like Major League. Like, who are these guys? You know, it's like a witness relocation program. So hopefully they can get this stuff together. Go ahead, man. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: Boss, you got anything? Can y'all hear me? Yeah, we got
1: you. All right. I, I just want to say the, the the struggling Lakers, and I know they haven't been struggling late, come in town and beat down the Wizards at home. So I you know, just want to throw that out there. You know. That's uh, a home game for us. Yeah, it is. It 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 definitely is. When we talk about teams not not, you know, the hometown teams not retaining talent, not not digging in free agency. And then we talk about some teams that just signed the wrong people long term and that's where
0: I'm gonna leave it at. That's a whole nother show. Well, where I'm gonna leave it at is Merlin basketball, number 13 in the country. Uh they got Wisconsin tomorrow night. Um they are balling. I love it when they play in those gold jerseys for the gold rush nights. Uh it brings back memories. Um the other night they were giving away two Limbaiz jerseys and I was like damn that the, the one night that I didn't I'm not up in College Park. They're giving away Lindy Bias jerseys, you motherfuckers. But I'm definitely gonna cop me a, a gold Lindy jersey
1: soon, soon. Um, nope, but I nope, 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 nope. No, I'm not gonna let you. What do you say about former Redskins players that you don't want to see in Commanders gear? Did Lindy Bias playing Gold Rush jerseys? Yes. Okay.
0: Yes. Okay. He played in Gold Rush. He played in the uh. What was though? They weren't black. What were they? They were navy blue. Freshman year, his freshman year, they played. He he had a navy. He wore the navy blue jerseys. So he he made he made the gold ones famous. That's how I know about the Gold Rush. I'm going about. I'm about to. I'm about to look it up. (laughs) Yes, that's why it's special. I mean I I think I'll have to get that and put that next to my 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 Patrick Ewing, the Kimbe Matumbo, Alonzo Morning, you know, just have my whole Merlin wall there, you know, everybody that played in the area. So, but Maryland basketball on men's and women's side are looking really, really good. And they're not sneaking by people, they are beating ass. So uh thank you for joining us tonight. Glad everyone could jump in here. Um Man, I don't even know. If we can, we'll come back tomorrow and do it all over again. But I'm just happy to be here tonight. I ain't even going to lie to you. So, for the Midnight Rider, the boss BJ, I'm the big guy KG. Shout out to all the sideline junkies that are on special assignment tonight. But we don't do no overtime. We are out of here. <laughs>